And welcome back to another episode of Spill the Beans. I'm Beans. Welcome back. I think I already said that, but I'm doubling down. God bless. You are here. So what's going down in my world right now? That's the question that you guys are probably wondering. But don't you worry. I got a whole list of stuff to cover. Firstly, in the video game realm of things, I will be trying out Diablo 4. I have no idea what this game is going to be like. It looks like it's like over the top. Like by that, I mean like from the screen, you know, it's like a bird's eye view of your character. Uh, you get to pick a class, custom your character to what they look like. And then you go on missions and stuff like that with friends. So me and my buddies and my dad. We're going, to be, we're going to be playing that game. So, if you're familiar with the game, let me know what you think. I So, there's like five classes. I think there's like Barbarian, Necromancer, Sorcerer, uh, Rogue, and Druid. And I'm picking the Druid because Druids get to turn into bears. And I think that's badass. All right? Like a gigantic bear. And you just get to tear through people. That's awesome. I love it. So I'm going to be a bear. Now you're probably asking, Riley, what kind of bear would you be in real life? That's a great question. What kind of bear would I be? Right? To be honest, probably a panda bear, dude. I'm chill. I like eating bamboo, you know? Well, my bamboo is different. I'm not eating bamboo, personally. You know, what is bamboo to me would probably be like chicken. I'm a big meat eater. So maybe, now that I think about it, maybe I'd be a big old polar bear, right? Because polar bears, you know, they're big meat eaters, right? Those things eat seals right out of the ocean. Mm, let's be real. I'm a polar bear. Or I'm not a polar bear. I'm a panda bear. Real. I'm a panda bear. I'm fluffy, you can poke me, I'm not going to really complain, right? A polar bear, you poke a polar bear, that thing will eat you, dude. Don't mess with a polar bear, you don't mess with a grizzly bear, you know? I'm not grizzly. I'm not even a brown bear or a black bear, you know? I might be one of them spotted bears, I guess, you know? The, the chiller ones in, like, Australia. But that's where I'm at, man. I think for sure, I'm probably, when it comes to personality... I'm probably a panda bear. So yeah, I'm going to play Druid. I'm kind of excited. We're going to see how that goes. Uh, I finally went and saw Indiana Jones 5 by myself. It was a phenomenal experience. For those of you that saw my little one-minute like before and after reaction, I was pretty hyped after. That's pretty hype. I said ten out of ten. I'm gonna be honest. That was a bold. That was bold on my end, because that's not the case. It's not a ten out of ten. It's an eight out of ten, though. Like it, it, it has eighty eight percent in the box office right now. From for and by that I mean audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, see, I don't pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes scores, but I do pay attention to audience score because I think audience score is the more accurate score. And so, 88% is really good. So, I loved the movie. I'm not going to lie to you. The, the premise of what they're going after, look, it's a little out there. Okay? It's a little out there. But, it's controlled, and it's not too shabby. Alright? The CGI of a young Harrison Ford in the opening scenes, fantastic. Right? It was a good last adventure. For Harrison Ford. I was thrilled for him. I thought it was great. We get to see him one last time. Um, yes. So each Indiana Jones movie. We, just, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. You know they each go after a thing. Well in this one. The Dial of Destiny. Is Archimedes Dial. And the idea of the dial. Is that it can take you back in time. So, of course, this, these Nazis want to go back 
try to win the war, and that's the whole their whole motivation. Mads Mikkelsen is the the main Nazi, right? He's like, you guys didn't win the war, we lost it. I don't know if that's a good German accent or not, but just roll with it. So, and yeah, his whole goal is to go back and lead the Nazis to world domination. So, fun stuff. You know, I like that. I like that Andy got back to his roots. You know, for the first movie, Nazis. Second one, voodoo guys, which are creepy. Third movie, Nazis. Fourth guy, the Russians. Fifth guy is back to Nazis. And I think it's just because Nazis are easy to hate for obvious reasons. Right? They went and tried to kill a lot of people. And successfully killed a lot of people, too. And so, you really want those guys to lose. And thank God they did. So, yeah. World War II back-to-back World War Champs. Murka. So, yes. Go watch Indy 4. Or, sorry. Go watch Indy 5. Don't watch Indy 4. Don't watch Indy... Well, I'll be honest. There is a little reference to Indy 4 in Indy 5. But it's not... You don't have to go watch Indy 4 to get it. Okay? But I'll tell you what. It made Indy 5 real emotional. There are some spots where I'm like... Oh, like like they took they took a spear and stabbed me through the stomach. It was tough, man, but it was good. I won't, like I said, it it's still out there. I don't want to give too much away because you should just go see it. You should go see it. So I figured something different on this show that we could do is talk about NBA free agency. So. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go through some of the big, big moves in NBA free agency. Now, for those of you who aren't fans of sports or basketball, you're probably like, Riley, this is going to be lame. Look, I'll try to make it relatable to you as possible. Okay? So, without further ado, I'm going to go in order of teams. Alphabetical order, because that's what how the NBA... .com decided to do their order, okay? So first things first, we'll talk about my Boston Celtics because they're right up there, okay? They traded away Marcus Smart. And Marcus Smart, let's just say... How do I want to... I don't want to word this, right? Hmm. Okay. So you take the Justice League. All right? Stay with me. You have Superman and Batman on the team, all right? So our Superman and Batman is Jason Tatum, and you have Jalen Brown. That's Superman and Batman, okay? Marcus Smart was like... I want to say he was like the Flash because he was like the heart and soul of the team, okay? He he's what put the dog in the Boston Celtics. Right, he was he was the engine. All right, and so we traded away the Flash. Okay, and in return, we got. We'll just say that's too generous. We'll say in return, we got Cyborg. Right, Cyborg pretty useful still. Right, he gets the job done. He makes technical moves. He's a big dude. That that's what Kristaps Porzingis is. They call him the unicorn. Okay, because he's like 7'2, can shoot the ball really efficiently. And so we needed a big guy. We didn't have a lot of big guys that could handle themselves. Don't get me wrong, we got Rob Williams, and he's he's a tank. He's like Hawkman down there in the paint. Okay. But he's no He's no cyborg in this case. All right? We still needed one. You know, we had an, we had an older man in Al Horford out there. He's he's wildcat. Like, he's just an old fighter. Like he still can hang in there, but he's, he he can't can't hang in there for too long. Right? He's got he's on a time limit. Right? So, yeah, we traded away our Flash, and it's sad, but Cyborg is going to get her done in the paint. Okay, so Celtics traded away, got Chris Hustler Zingas on a legitimate note. Does it suck? Yes. 
but I think in the long run, it will pay off for what the team needed. All right. So that's where I'm at with that. Let's see here. Then we'll go to the. Nope. Lame. Lame. Oh, yeah. So there was a trade for Chris Paul. Chris Paul went to the Wizards. I believe it was the Wizards. Yes. Chris Paul went to the Wizards and then was immediately dished to the Warriors. Okay. So he went from being on the Suns, who were like, let's see here. He was on like, try to think of this in terms of, he was on the new kids in the block. Okay. That was his team. They were good, but they, they weren't achieving greatness just yet. Then he got traded to Millie Vanilli because they aren't good. They're almost fake. That's how bad they are over there. And then got traded over to the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. So he went from a good team to a bad team, to a great team. That's what Chris Paul did. Okay? So, CP3, he's out there with the Warriors now. Is it going to be weird? Yes, because he had some beef. The new kids on the block did not like Backstreet Boys when it comes to NBA versions. When it comes to real-life versions, I don't know enough about boy bands, okay? I'm making this shit up as I go. All right? That's, that's the equivalent here. All right? Then we go to... Let's see here... The Rockets, they signed Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Fleet, okay, to long-term deals. Because with the new NBA, you have to use a certain amount of money, right? You can't waste too much money. So, Dylan Brooks is a lot like Wolverine if Wolverine didn't have the healing factor, okay? So, he likes to fight a lot, but if Wolverine was human, he'd be dead real quick, okay? That's what Dylan Brooks is. The dude is an enforcer, okay? He is a Wolverine, but he doesn't have the experience and the talent of Wolverine, okay? He's Wolverine without the claws and without the healing factor, but he's still got that that broodiness to him, right? And Fred Van Fleet is like a tired gambit, right? He still can shoot the ball, right? He can still hit his mark, but there's a lot better shooters out there, right? So, did Houston get better? Yes. But for the price, people are saying, ooh, that's too much. I personally like Fred Van Fleet. So I don't think that's a very fair gambit, I think, is actually a very good comparison for him, right? I like Fred Van Fleet. He's from Wichita State, went undrafted, and he just blew up. So congrats to good old Fred Van Fleet. All right. I got to shout out the boy Tyrese Halliburton. That boy is from Iowa State. Yeah. Just signed a five-year extension there's not a lot of Iowa, Iowa State players in the NBA that do well. So congrats to Tyrese Halliburton. Got to give him his props. I'm an Oklahoma fan, but dude, I root for my Iowa guys once they hit the NBA. So quick shout out to Tyrese Halliburton. Also, Egan Murray from Iowa playing on the Sacramento Kings, putting in that summer league minutes, dude, and he's doing well. So good, good for Keegan Murray. His brother just got drafted, too. I, I apologize. I don't know where he all went. But, yes. Let's see here. Talked about the Grizzlies getting Marcus Smart. They also got D. Rose, who's like Luke Skywalker training Ray. He can still he can still fight, but he's there to train the next generation, being John ja Morant. John ja Morant's Ray, if Ray was like... If Ray was a borderline Sith user, you know, like, like pretty much if Luke had 
let's be real. In all honesty, it's more like Obi-Wan training Anakin Skywalker, right? But they're hoping that that this Obi-Wan is more successful. Like, that is the comparison. They're hoping that Obi-Wan can save Anakin in this scenario. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully that's the case and, and John Morant gets his, his shit together. Alright. So, let's see here. There's anybody else that I want to touch on. Anthony Edwards signed a five-year extension. That's pretty big. Um, man, there's not a lot here, to be quite honest with you. The Suns got Bradley Beal, and they got, yeah, and Bradley Beal is like, he's been on a team, and he's been carrying that team for so, so many moons, and finally gets traded to a team that can do really well. So he's like... What would be the equivalent? He is like mm-hmm, trying to go in a different direction here. He is like, let me see. Um, one second. Oh, Bradley Beal carrying the team. He is like the Transformers movie, but he's like the first Transformers movie. Because the tr- first Transformers movie, everyone agrees was great. It was fantastic, right? And it still carries on to this day. But then they try to throw in other Transformers movies, but they're living off of the success of the first Transformers movie. That was Bradley Beal. He was the first Transformers movie. Does that make sense? Okay, because that movie is iconic to this day. It's fantastic. Bradley Beal, what a guy. And shoot the ball. He's an all-star, man. He's a great player. Got traded to a great team. So I hope he does well over there with the Suns. Do I want the Suns to win? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, is there anybody else? The San Antonio Spurs will touch on last. Okay. Oh, the Jazz traded for John Collins, who they have been trying to trade for many, many moons. John Collins has kept getting brought up in in trade talks. So every year, every year he's been brought up in about as many trade talks as Taylor Swift has had exes. And if a guy finally got traded, right? It's like Taylor Swift finally got a boyfriend that she's going to keep around. That's, that's John Collins. Okay. We'll see how he does. I I've never thought that. I don't know. It's interesting for sure. Oh, yeah. And the Wizards got Jordan Poole, who got in a fight with Draymond Green over when he was on the Warriors. Now he's got a new deal over there on the Wizards, and now he's going to be he's going to be the star of Washington, D.C. He's going to be the president of Washington in a basketball sense. So, except he's going to know what he's doing. He's not going to be like not knowing where he's at. We're doing cocaine in the White House. So that is where we are with the Wizards. And then I will go to the Spurs because the Spurs signed and well, they drafted the number one. They got the number one pick in the draft. They signed this really tall French guy. He's about 7'2. All right. His name is Victor Wenbinyama. Okay. He's a freak athlete. Right. Seven foot two, seven foot three. Can handle the ball really well. He's skinny though. Like he's skinny tall. Like, he could hide hide behind a telephone pole, and you wouldn't find him. Even, let's take it one step further, he could plant himself in the ground, and, like, if he painted himself gray, and, and like, put a couple of electrical cords taped to him, he'd blend right in. I would think he's a telephone pole, because he's that skinny. Just like that. And so, anyways, why I bring him up, he was in the news recently. Because Britney Spears, of all people, all right, had an interaction with our boy Victor Wembanyama, and it's not what you think. You're probably thinking, ooh, Britney and Victor Wembanyama, yeah, that's interesting. What a pull for Victor. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, it's it's not one of those <laughs> kind of moments. No, actually what happened is apparently, and I don't know, we're going to find out more later on in the future of what actually happened during that moment. Okay. 
But apparently, she tried to touch Victor Wimanyama. I don't know what kind of touch. To her, I think she said she was just trying to like touch him on the shoulder to get his attention to talk to him. Um, apparently, Victor Wimanyama's security did not see that as that case. And apparently, that security guard was a really big fan of Britney Spears because he smacked her across the face, backhanded, in fact. And clearly, he's a big fan because it had to have been an homage to Baby One More Time. Hit me, baby, one more time. I'm going to be honest. I only want to talk about that to make that joke. So, there you go. Britney Spears back in the news. So, that covers my NBA coverage for today. Let's see if there's anything else on the docket. I think that's it. I think I nailed every portion. Now, you're probably wondering, today, Riley, today, what is on the whiteboard? Well, I'll tell you what's on the whiteboard today. I had to think about this one, guys. I really did. I didn't know what to talk about because there's not a lot going on right now. To be honest, we've got Bar the Barbie movie and Oppenheimer. And let's be real. I'm not talking about Barbie on this men's show. Well, it's, it's for everybody, but you know what I mean. I'm not going to talk about Barbie. I have no interest in Barbie. The only thing I have interested in Margot Robbie, who is a dime. But outside of that, I have no care in the world about Barbie. Okay, so we're not going to talk about that movie. All right? Oppenheimer's coming out about the atomic bomb. But to be honest, do you think I look like I want to go see Oppenheimer? No. I don't care about history. I don't. World War II was great. That sentence out of context is crazy. I mean, like, we won World War II, and the history behind the atomic bomb, I'm sure, is fascinating. And Cillian Murphy is a phenomenal actor. Okay? I'm not going to take away any of that. Not my kind of movie. I don't like World War II. don't like wars. Right? It doesn't interest me. All right? All I, you need to know about World War II is that the Japanese poked us and were like, they, they were like, let's fuck around. And then we're like, okay, you're going to find out. And then we blew them off the map. All right? And then obviously we picked a fight with, with Hitler as well and won. Actually, Hitler picked a fight with us and we ended it. Okay? So that's why you don't punch America. Anywho, we go in. And now, so I was thinking, you know, I don't want to talk about those. You know what I'm really into right now? It's One Piece. All right. And there's a new live action One Piece show coming to Netflix. And first things first, I want to say this. Go ahead and watch it. But do me a favor and watch the anime first. At least watch up until the show ends. I'm going to tell you right now, the anime is going to be better than the live action. All right? Look, live action anime has never been successful. It never has. The Death Note movie was trash, from what I understand. Didn't follow the story at all. And the only thing that was pretty cool about it is Willem Dafoe was in it, voicing one of the main characters. Okay? so. That one didn't go great. Dragon Ball's Evolution, the live-action movie, I heard was garbage. I heard it was awful. It doesn't look good, I can tell you that from the pictures I've seen. No part of me wants to be like, oh, there's Goku. No. I'm trying to think if there's any other live-action. I don't want to see it. Full Metal Alchemist, I heard, had a live-action thing, so I can't talk about that one. I don't know if that was good or bad. I think JoJo's had some live-action thing. Don't know if that was good or bad. I just I think anime belongs and needs to stay animated. That's my thought. I think those are built for shows. Okay, so if you're going to do a live action anything, make it a show. Right? But I just, the way that they do powers and fights, it's just, I don't think it translates very well to real, real life. I don't. That's me personally. Hopefully they prove me wrong and the shows are right. Okay? But watch the anime. The anime's still going. 
Okay. But I figured, you know what? Now is more better of a time than any to talk about probably the greatest anime all time. You guys can fight me on that. That's fine. One Piece. So, without further ado, let's go to the whiteboard. All right. And today, like I said, we are breaking down. One piece. All right, so let's talk about the basics. All right, the main character of One Piece is the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey D. Luffy. Now, Luffy is his first name, Monkey is his last name, and D is important. But I don't know what the importance is yet because we haven't gotten there in the story. Okay? So Monkey D. Luffy is a pirate. He wants to be a pirate and he wants to set out to sea and become the king of the pirates. And that's his plot. Okay? He wants to be the king. Meaning, out of every pirate and marine, they recognize him as the top dog. He is the best of the best when it comes to pirates. All right, that is his goal, his mission. So throughout the series, he recruits people to join his pirate crew to take over the seas and yeah, achieve his goal of being the king of the pirates. All right. I feel like there was more to the plot than I that I needed. But that is what I have. All right. So that's fun. Okay. But yeah, main character, Monkey D. Luffy. Why is Monkey D. Luffy so cool? Right? Or I should say what makes him a great character or character traits, whatever you want to call him. Monkey D. Luffy is, um, when it comes to, like, common sense, he has no common sense. Okay? He is brutally honest. Okay? He will he'll tell you where the pig shits. I think that's how the phrase goes. Okay. He doesn't care. If you're not a good looking person, he's going to call you ugly. Right? If you have a big nose, he's going to make fun of your big nose. Right? He doesn't care. All right. Brutally honest. All right. He's a fun guy. Stubborn as all get out. All right. Like, it's if he wants to do something, he's going to do it. No one's going to stop him. And that's what he's going to do. All right. He's going to do what he wants to do. Probably why he's a good pirate. All right. Other character traits. Well, loyal is all get out and very, what is very trusting, right? He takes people with by their word. He's just a good dude. He's the captain of the Straw Hats. That is his pirate crew. The Straw Hats. And he, they are the Straw Hat, Hat Pirates. He, they call him Straw Hat Luffy. Okay, he wears a straw hat. It's really simple when you think about it. Okay, so that is his crew. All right. Now, I was debating on whether or not I wanted to do this, but we're gonna do it because fuck it, why not? All right. We're going to talk about the Straw Hat crew and their purpose on the ship. All right, these straw hats. Okay, so obviously we have Luffy. Luffy is the captain. Okay, and and he has um, powers, which we will get to in a second. But there are these things called devil fruits. He ate a devil fruit, so he gets superpowers essentially. Right, he ate the gum gum fruit, which makes him a gum gum man. All right. So he's made of rubber, essentially. So he can stretch his arms really wide. He can make body parts bigger, etc., etc. Okay, so he's the captain. All right. And then we have the right-hand man of the Straw Hat Pirates, the swordsman. Roa. Roa, Noah, Zoro. Okay. Like I said, he's like the swordsman. The right-hand man to Luffy. Uh, 
He has three swords. He fights with three swords. Okay, puts one in his mouth. Literally, like this. I don't know how he does it. It's it's a work of fiction. Okay. Then we have the cat burglar Nami. And she is the navigator. All right. And then we have at number four, we have Usa. And Usa is the sharpshooter. So he uses a slingshot. All right. Um, what else? Where, where else are we at? Number five, we have Sanji. He's the cook. Okay. And then we have Chopper. Who is the the doctor? Frankie, who is the shipwright? Which, if you're wondering what shipwright is, I spelled that wrong. First of all, shipwright is the person who fixes the ship that they're on. All right, and then we have Rook, who is the musician. And we have finally, and my favorite, Jean Bay, who is the helmsman. Meaning he steers the ship. All right, now we'll go into a little bit about each. Okay, obviously we talked about Luffy. He's the captain. He has the gum gum fruit. Oh, I forgot one. Uh huh. Robin. And she is, I'll say historian, I guess. All right, now we're now we're on it. Okay, we got all, we got ten, all ten. All right, Luffy, Captain, Gum Gum Fruit, Zoro, second in command, swordsman. His dream, right? So we have Luffy. He wants to be king of the pirates. We have Rono Zoro, who wants to be the greatest swordsman. All right, he wants to be the best of the best. That's his goal. All right. Nami, navigator. What does she want to do? She wants to make a map of the world. All right. She uses a staff. Okay. That's what she uses to fight, and it controls the weather. Don't ask me how it works. I don't know. And by that, I mean in real life. In the, in the show, I know how it works. But way more complicated. You just got to watch. Usopp, sharpshooter. Um, he wants to be a brave warrior of the sea. That's his whole thing. Dude, don't miss. All right? He hits his mark every time. Sanji, the cook, his goal is to find the all blue, which is this sea where you can find every single fish ever. So it's very good for cooks because then they can get everything they could ever want in one spot. All right. Chopper, who is a reindeer who ate the human human fruit. Okay. So that's why he can talk like a human. He's the doctor. Okay. His, his goal is to find a medicine that cures everybody of everything. Yeah, these are really crazy cool dreams. Like, they're out there, out of the box, highly unlikely, but these are the dreams. Frankie, he's the shipwright, and he just wants to be on a ship of a great pirate, I believe, is his dream. Okay, we have Brooke, who's the musician, and he just wants to meet his buddy again, which is a giant whale. Jean Bay, I don't know what his dream is, but he is a fish man. All right, and he's I think he's a shark fish man. You have to you have to double check me on that. Real quick, we'll go back to Brooke and Frankie. Frankie is a cyborg because he's awesome. And then Brooke ate the 
Let me look up what his fruit is, but pretty much he died and came back to life, and he's a skeleton, and he, his soul can leave his body. He, they call him the Soul King. It's pretty badass. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Rook's, Rook's Devil Fruit. <laughs> yomi, Yomi, Nomi. Or the Revive, Revive Fruit. So pretty much he died, brought him back to life. He's now a skeleton. Okay. And then Robin is the historian. She wants to recover the lost history of the world. And let me look up her devil fruit because her devil fruit is super weird because her devil fruit um, is the flower flower fruit. Which kind of sounds crazy because that's not quite what her powers do. She doesn't create flowers. She just creates multiple body parts. And then, like, yeah. So she can, like, create hands in random spots. Or, like, legs in random spots. And she can make multiples of them. Like, she made a bunch of hands and uses them as wings sometimes. Okay, it's out there, dude. It's out there. This is the Straw Hat Pirate crew. All right. Yes, you're probably thinking ten. That's it. Yeah, ten. That's it. So, yes. Now, let's see here. Let's see where I want to go next. Okay, we go to. Let's go into power systems because I feel like. That needs to be talked about after I just said 13 different things about devil fruits, okay? Power systems. All right, so there are two systems of power when it comes to One Piece. So in every anime, there's a way you can get superpowers slash abilities. So these are the two ways in One Piece, okay? First of all, we have devil fruits. Okay, now why are they called devil fruits? Okay, because when you eat one of these fruits, yes, it gives you extraordinary power slash abilities. But here's the thing. When you eat these, you lose the ability to swim, which is kind of essential if you're a pirate. Meaning, if you eat one of these things, you go overboard, you're dead. You don't swim, you just sink. Okay, now... Obviously, seawater is a big no-no for devil fruit users. The other one is what they call sea prism stone, which is a stone that captures the essence of the sea, and it takes away the abilities of devil fruit users. It's like kryptonite for Superman. It weakens them. They aren't able to use their powers. Okay, devil fruits. There are three types of devil fruits, all right? There are... Paramecia. There are Zoans. And there are Logias. Okay. For, we'll go first with Zoans. Okay. Zoans are animals. Animals. Okay. Now, you eat one of these, you can turn into a giraffe. If that, you get the giraffe one. You get a boar. Chopper ate the human-human fruit. Okay? It gives you the abilities of those animals. All right? There are three forms. Obviously, there's your regular form. So, so most of these people are humans. So they have their human form. They have their animal form. And then they have what they call as a mixed form. Right? So they're half animal, half human. That's usually their, like, strongest form because they get a little bit of both. Right? So... Animals. All right. Then you have Logias, which they are made out of a specific element. Okay. And Logias are arguably the strongest of the devil fruits because you can't hit a Logia user. All right. You need two different ways to hit a Logia user. It's either you go after their weakness or they, you use their weakness against them. So let's say there's a guy that's made out of complete fire. What's going to put him out? 
water. So you use water, all right? Or electricity, right? You use, like, you figure out a way to ground the electricity. All right, those are the two. All right? And, or that's one. The other one is hockey, which we will get into, but it's pretty much this thing that you can do, and it allows you to hit Logia users in the face and stuff like that. All right, now, the other one, or the last one, is paramecia. Now, a paramecia is pretty much everything else. Everything else is a paramecia, okay? So, for instance, Lufia, Luffy, the gum gum fruit, paramecia type, all right? Zoan is chopper, okay, he's an animal. And then Logia uh, will use ace, turns into a fire. That's it, okay? Those are the main three devil fruits. Now, I'll give you another little hint about devil fruits, okay? They can get even stronger, all right? with awakenings, all right? This just means that you can do now more with that power, all right? There aren't very many that I've seen so far, so I'm not going to go super in-depth because it gets into spoilies, okay? But awakenings enhance these powers. And one thing before I forget... What's cool about Zoans is there are some mythical Zoans, okay? So there's dinosaurs, there's, like, griffins, like, make-believe animals fall under the Zoan types. So you could get a really cool Zoan, and maybe you get, like, a mystical Zoan. So then you get a little bit of an animal, and then you also get a little bit of other, like, cool special powers, right? So those are devil fruits. Now... We go to hockey. All right. Now, hockey, there are three kinds of hockey. There is observation. There is armament. And there is conquerors. Okay. Now, here's the deal. Not everybody has hockey. Actually, let me think about that. I believe anyone can get observation and armament, but not everyone has conquerors. Okay. Observation, simply put, you can dodge attacks, right? It lets you kind of, it's like spidey sense in a way, right? It lets you see something coming and you can get out of the way, all right? That's observation hockey. It also lets you see things at farther distances and all that fun stuff, okay? Armament hockey makes your body stronger. So you use armament hockey, and then you can punch a dude in the face. Right? Like a Logia user. Or it just protects you more. Right? So let's say... I'm trying to think of a great example of this. So like armament hockey would let you like block a sword, and the sword might break. Unless they have armament hockey, then you're screwed. Alright? But yeah, you can use armament hockey on weapons and stuff as well to make the weapons have hockey, and then makes them stronger as well. Conqueror's hockey, I don't fully understand Conqueror's hockey yet. Okay, I'm pretty far in, but from what I understand, Conqueror's hockey, again, not very many people have it, so if somebody has Conqueror's hockey, they're an important part of the story, all right? A little tip. They have Conqueror's, they're pretty badass, all right? Conqueror's, from what I've seen, when they use it, it knocks a bunch of people out. So if the weak-minded people pass out on impact as soon as it's used, okay? And also, like, it's almost like when it's used, those people submit to that will. If that makes sense. In a non-weird, creepy way. All right? Hockey. I believe we've covered all of our bases. Now, there are advanced forms of these, okay? Advanced observation, from what I understand, it lets you see into the future a little bit. A little bit, not a lot of it, but a little bit. And you have to work on that, practice that, practice that, right? I don't know fully advanced armament yet, and I don't know if advanced conquerors is a thing. I'm sure it is, but I don't know. All right? So those are the power systems that we're working with in one piece. All right. So then... 
Let's go into factions. All right. Meaning the different important players in One Piece. First of all, we have the pirates. Okay. And pirates in this do exactly what you think pirates do. They conquer, they steal, they pillage, they plunder. Right? That's what they do. Okay? Monkey D. Luffy. Now, the important pirates are all going after the One Piece, which I probably did a poor job at explaining this part when I said the story of, like, the main plot. Okay? There was a man, and his name was Goldie Roger, and he was the king of the pirates. But, unfortunately, he was caught by the government, and but before he was being executed, he said, pretty much, if you can find my treasure, you're the next king of the one, you're the next king of the pirates. He dies, starts this new era of pirates, because they want to be the next king of the pirates, right? So that's the pirate's goal, essentially, in one piece. Now, we have the Marines. Okay, They keep the peace, all right? They are the do-gooders, right? They're, like, trying to make sure everybody's safe and okay, all right? And then there's different levels of Marines, right? There's the, they're the highest that you need to worry about is Fleet Admiral, and then there's the three admirals under him, and then, you know, you have captains and essentially all the underlings after that. But yeah, Fleet Admiral is what you need to worry yourself about. Okay? That's the Marines. All right? And then we go into the Revolutionaries. Okay? Now, the Revolutionaries, their goal is to overthrow the government because they don't like the government and the way that the government operates things, okay? They are like America in 1776. They're wanting to overthrow the British. That's essentially what the revolutionaries are doing. All right? Now, there are a couple more factions. All right? Now, there's two, there's two groups of pirates, okay? I will say this. The main big group of pirates, and there's only four of these, all right, is the four... Emperors of the Sea. Now, that these four are the big players, right? They're, they are the top of the top. Okay? They have not found the One Piece, all right? But they are the biggest contenders and the most likely to be the next King of the Pirates. They're also the four emperors because you're not going to take down an emperor very easily. It's going to take a lot of power. In fact, the military doesn't usually go after them. The Marines don't usually go after them because... They don't, they don't have the proper amount to take on one of the four emperors, okay? They would need, like, everybody, but it would take all their resources, and because of that, it would leave them, everybody else vulnerable. So that's why they probably don't go after the four emperors very much unless they can get them at the right time, right? But there's only four of them. That's how elite of a group it is, all right? Now, there are the seven... You can see this. There are the seven warlords of the sea. Okay, now these are seven pirates who have made a deal with the Marines. And that deal is hey, we won't arrest you as long as when we call you and need you, you come help us deal with other people. So this was the Marines' idea to take down the emperors. They were going to require recruit a couple of warlords, or they're going to recruit seven warlords to help them take out the emperors. Okay? That was their goal. Then, we have the, and this is the last one I'll bring up, we have the world government. Okay? Now, the world government is exactly that. They are in charge of the world, right? And they will help protect any country using the Marines if they agree to the terms of the world government. Now, not everyone is not every island is aligned with the world government. Okay? But 
within the world government, they have this elite society of people. And just so you know, they are all scumbags. They, not very many of them are good people. All right. They own slaves, which, as we know, slaves does not indicate that you're a good person. Okay. It indicates that you're a piece of crap. You're a piece of shit. All right. So they have slaves. They kind of do whatever they want and nobody can say no to them. All right. So if they want a mermaid and that mermaid obviously has free will to do whatever they want, they're like, nope, you're with me now. They don't get to say, all right, their world, their word is law. Okay. You can't defy the people underneath the world government, which I want to say, I'm going to look this up because I want to make sure that I'm right. Um, with the world government, one piece. I'm just seeing if I can find Why can't I find, I guess, the world nobles? Yes. Celestial dragons. That's what they're called. And that is the elite race for some reason. All right. So we don't like the world government in one piece. All right. We're done with that portion. All right. We, we have the main factions. We had that. Okay. So. What's kind of fun about One Piece is they have a lot of different shapes and sizes of, of people, right? There's more than just humans. There's a lot of different kinds, okay, of, of races, all right? So obviously we have humans. I'm just going to touch on the important ones. There's a lot of other ones that aren't as important to the story right now, but they will probably be important later on, all right? So, the important ones, we have, let's see, I want to start at the top. We have the humans, okay? We have the celestial dragons, which they just look like people, but they're dicks, okay? I want to put them in their own category, okay? Celestial dragons, they are dicks, okay? Then we have the fishmen, and so they are like... Human fish hybrids, right? So there are shark people, there are octopus people, there are, um, yeah, squid people. Like any anything that falls under like a sea creature, there is a version of fish man with them. And then the women are mermaids, pretty much, all right? So that's another important faction, all right? Then we have giants, and giants are arguably the strongest race in one piece all right giants are hard to stop they are forces of nature all right then you have the skykeans which they are like people that live in the sky literally and they have wings right so they're like angels kind of not as like you know holy but they are just that that is one of the races all right let's see here then we have the minks which are pretty much just animal people. All right, they are people, but they are animals. So opposite of the fishmen. So this is where you get a squirrel person or a giraffe person or a jaguar person. Does it make sense? No, but yeah, the minks are cool. They have a form called sulong, which when they look at the moon, they pretty much go full beast. And then they just take over. Like they're just... One man wrecking crews, essentially, but hard to control. Okay. Then you have people that are like, these aren't really important, but I think it's funny. You have like people called like long arm, arm people or long leg people, and they're pretty much just like jointed in multiple spots of their body. So they, instead of having one elbow, they have two elbows, right? And one knee, they have two knees, or they're just really tall, right? And then, and then you have dwarves. Which, um, or the Tentatas, I'm going to call them the Tentatas, all right? But they are, like, little people, but they're super strong, right? 
they can lift and they're very fast. So they're very strong, very fast, and they're about the size they can fit in the palm of my hand. Okay. Let's see if there's anything else. Yeah. So those are the main races, right? As you can see, it's it's a lot like in D&D and stuff. Each race has a little specialty. Some of them do. Like fishmen, they can breathe underwater. Right? They they live underwater. So they can go into the sea, wreck ships, essentially like that. Pretty badass. Um, like I said, giants, forces of nature. I don't really remember too much on the Skypeans, to be honest with you. Celestial dragons are just their specialties, being a douchebag. And then humans are obviously humans. So, yeah. Those are the races of One Piece. Now, let's talk arcs and episodes and all this such. First of all, I'm not going to lie to you. One Piece is a commitment, all right? It is 1,000 plus episodes right now. Okay, 1,000 plus, that's a commitment. And each episode's about 25 minutes long. So it's a day, all right? It's, it's a year, to be honest. But it's worth it. It's a great trip. But I thought it would be fun to break down the sagas of One Piece, okay? Just so you have an idea of what you're getting into. And then we'll probably stop there, okay? I'm not going to go too in-depth with the story, all right? But... First, let's see here. How do I want to do this? Okay. I pretty much just want to break this down so it's easier for you to comprehend. Okay. We have the East Blue. Then we have, and this is in sagas, right? We have the Alabasta. We have... Sky Island. We have Water 7. We have Thriller. Thriller Bark. And then we have, let's see here. They call it the Summit War Saga. Okay. And then... Yes. Okay, so we'll start there. Alright, this is the first half of One Piece, essentially, right? All this happens, and then a two-year time skip hits. Alright? So East Blue, they're forming the crew. Alabasta is when it starts getting into fighting warlords of the sea. Sky Island is its own thing, but it's pretty cool. And then Water 7, they realize the government's not so cool. Back to a, a couple warlords of the sea, and then fighting the marines, right? So pretty much this entire half is Luffy and his crew taking on other crews, and the Marines, and the government, and a bunch of other people, and literally, yeah, establishing himself as a pirate, and building up his bounty, because that's the one thing about being a pirate, you want to build your bounty, the higher the bounty, the stronger you are, so they take that as like a sign of respect when their bounties are high, okay? Honestly, the Marines should stop putting out bounties, but I think it just encourages them further. Right? So, that's pretty much the first half. Um, yeah. Again, I don't want to get too much into it, because I'm, the spoilers are, are everywhere. Okay? Now, this is the two-year time skip. Okay? Two-year time skip hits. Alright? And they come back. And then we have the Fishman Island. And these are the sagas, not the arcs. Okay. Fishman Island. Dressrosa. And then... Full Cake. And right now... We are in Wano. 
actually that anime-wise we're in Wano, and now we're in the final saga, but they haven't named it yet. But yes, we're getting towards the end. All right. Yes, it's like I said, it's a long commitment. Okay. And the second half pretty much just focuses on the four warlords of the sea, and then I'm guessing the rest of the world government. All right. I don't know the full scope yet because we're not done. So, yes. So, sorry, just trying to figure out where I want to go with that. That's pretty much all the saga. So, as you can see, there's a lot going on. And again, I don't want to get too much into spoilers. Um, there are a bunch of good arcs in those sagas. And then, of course, you know, you have some arcs. But what I will say about One Piece, okay, everything is important. Which, again, sounds super overwhelming. But everything is connected. All right? There are a ton of mysteries in this anime yet that started all the way back when the, in the beginning. Okay? There's still things we don't know. There's still characters that are on the crew that you're still finding about, out about their origins and all this other stuff. And it really just is all going to tie itself to a nice, perfect bow at the end. The amount of foreshadowing is incredible okay it, it really is so someday i will go through and go get way more specific probably not on this i will probably do a separate series but that is the gist of one piece and why one piece is so great okay because he's not just fighting one person all the time there's different fights, there's different there's different different angles, just different stories. The idea of it being so open world allows a lot of different things to happen and accumulate. And I think what's even more fantastic on top of all of this is each character in one piece that you learn their name, they're gonna be significant later on. They have their own personal like personality to them. Uh, I think that's probably one of the hardest things when it comes to stories is giving even smaller characters their own personality and making them shine. One Piece does a phenomenal job of introducing characters, still making them relevant, still having them around. And when you see them on the screen, you're like, oh crap, that guy's from way back then. Or he I just saw that guy fight this guy. Again, it makes way more sense once you watch it. But hopefully this was a good pitch to at least get you interested. Now, I'll tell you when I got hooked. All right? I'll tell you when I got hooked. Because we were talking about the East Blue saga, right? Now, East Blue is just the, the sea. There are four seas. There's East Blue. There's the West Blue, the North Blue, South Blue. And then they have the, what they call the Grand Line. And then once you get past the Grand Line, I believe, is the New World. Okay, and that's like uncharted territory, essentially. But anyways, getting off track. Each blue, like I said, each character kind of has their own little mini arc, right? And I got hooked probably at Arlong Park, okay? Look, I'm just going to say this right now. If you don't get hooked at Arlong Park, you shouldn't watch it, okay? After Arlong Park, you're sucked in. I promise you, you are sucked in. It gets really, really good. Now, is each mini like arc with each character good? Yes, because it establishes that crew member, right? You're like, oh, I see why he joined. He's a really cool character. It gives him a little highlight. Let's let's show off what they can do, et cetera, et cetera. So that is when I got hooked, right? And my favorite One Piece character, and then we will end today's show. Okay, my favorite One Piece character. I've thought a lot about this. Okay, it's Luffy, man. It's the main character. I know that's kind of lame, but Luffy's the best, man. I relate to Luffy quite a bit. All right, I'm not probably as dumb. You know, I don't think I'm that dumb. But and I, I kind of have a little bit more of a filter, I think. But anyways, either way, Luffy's the best, in my opinion, right? So, yeah, that's One Piece. So, 
if you like this content. <laughs> what are you waiting for, man? Subscribe, like, share on the YouTubes, okay? Listen on the audio platforms, okay? And then go follow us on Instagram, Magic Beans Productions. Go follow us on TikTok, Magic Beans Productions. You like hearing me. You like hearing my voice. You're like, that dude would be great to listen to to talk about comics. But you're right, I am. I have a buddy that helps me out with that. His name's JP. So go check out JP and the Beans Talk on all audio platforms everywhere. Okay. And then on top of that, go check us out on YouTube, JP and the Beans Talk. And then on top of that, go follow us on Instagram, JP and the Beans Talk. Um, and then uh, let me know if you watch One Piece. All right. God bless.